Because once you learn all about those things that you're afraid of, they're not as scary anymore. Hmm. And you're not going to be fearless completely, potentially, you know, that's okay. You can have little fears, but just making the choice to go through it anyway. Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy show. My name is Riley and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. All right. Hey, Ashley. Hi, how are you? I am fabulous and even better since you are on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell us, we'll just jump in and let you tell us exactly who you are and what you do and tell us about your family. Okay. And then we'll jump into some more questions. Great. I'm Ashley Blankenship. I am the founder of Supported Season and creator of the Bump Up Birth Method. So what that all means is I created a a virtual course and birth consulting business. So for people who are giving birth, who are becoming parents, we have um, courses for them so they can become prepared and just know what the process is like, know what to expect, know how to thrive in that situation instead of, you know, feeling overwhelmed or stressed. And I have three children. I live in Denver with my husband and our kids, and we've been here a couple of years now. So how old are your children? My kids are 13, 11, and six. Got it. Okay. And so what is just in general, your expectation for, for birth. Um, do you promote natural birth or all kinds of birth or what's your passion area? Yeah. Well, so I am a firm believer that we should be able to choose the type of birth that we want. There are almost infinite options when it comes to birthing. And I think the, the way to get the biggest reward from your experience is to have control over what goes on in the circumstances. So birth is very unpredictable. There's always something else that's coming up and things are changing all the time and you never really know how it's going to go down. So being flexible and creating a space within your, the room you're birthing in with the people you're birthing with that allows you to make choices that feel good to you in that moment. I think that's the most important thing with birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you come about all of this? Did you have peaceful births or traumatic births? I had horrible births. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did. I, my first birth, I ended up going, um, early. And so my daughter was born at 26 weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was really, really early. And that whole situation, I was not ready. I was not prepared. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to handle any of it. And during the birthing process, there was a lot of people telling me what to do, which made it even more traumatic. Like it adds an extra layer of trauma when you are out of control of the situation. 
So that was difficult. And then for my second birth, I was in the hospital for about two months on bed rest because he started coming early, just like my daughter and same situation there. They were telling me what to do and bossing me around. And I felt out of control. And like, I didn't have a say in what was happening with my own body or with my baby's body. And it was just really stressful and, and traumatizing, honestly, because when you feel like you're out of control of your body and somebody's telling you what to do, that never feels very good. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then with my third child, we adopted because I thought, you know, I'm never doing this again. This is horrible. You know, my body doesn't work. You know, I had all of these negative mm-hmm. feelings about the whole process. And so, you know, I was a stay at home mom for a really long time. And when my kids started going to school, I decided I needed to not needed to, but I wanted to, to have something for me and to have a, you know, a career outside of the home. And so I became a doula and my passion was to just make birth beautiful because I, I have seen beautiful births and, you know, I had hoped my, my births would be, would be beautiful. And so that's been my goal throughout this whole process. I just want others to feel confident and empowered and feel like this is what their body was meant to do in their birth. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that your babies are here and growing. Me too. Yeah. They're doing great. Um, and you're right there. I mean, the varieties of ways birth experiences go vary for every single person. I mean, and so we do our very best to make it what we want it to be, but the truth is, it's going to go lots of different ways, right? But at the same time, it does feel like, and this is my third pregnancy and never before did I have any, I mean, really just any education at all beyond what the just generic books and the doctors told me. And so I'm really enjoying ish (laughs) (laughs) this, you know, being able to explore all the possibilities and the different ways to come into it and learn and think about it. And really, um, I'm just seeing so many parallels between my life in general and as a whole in preparation for labor and delivery. So I basically, had all these thoughts and you know I journal all the time every all my listeners know that mm-hmm. and I just spilled my crazy guts and then dumped it in your inbox <laughs> and I loved it I was like yes Riley yes this is awesome and I said it like oh my gosh what have I done no I loved it it was, was amazing like, okay so Ashley hi my name is Riley nice to meet you let's talk about this <laughs> I was like yes I can't wait and he said yes and so that's super exciting and it it is fun um but the truth is it doesn't matter that I've done this twice before it feels brand new it feels like I'm in a different season of life mm. it feels hard and scary and like it's hard to even think about like versus the first time you're pregnant or expecting a 
you know, to add a child to your family, it's all you think about and you have all this time and attention mm-hmm. to give it. And at this point in my life, it's like, baby, what? I'm having a baby. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to think about a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, it's really been a refining season. Um, and I know that babies are cute and that babies are going to bring joy and all of those things are to come. And, and I am very thankful and excited, but I also feel like I'm in this season of preparation and walking through just some serious growing pains. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. I think that's really normal feeling to have because it's really hard, especially when you're already busy, you already have so much going on. Your kids Mm -hmm. already need so much from you. And then imagining adding another layer to that, that's really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Extremely overwhelming. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I mean, basically what I said, let me see, I was like, okay, so I have a weird idea and this is really, I'm extremely private person. So it's hard for me to say these things, but I was like, okay, I'm 35 weeks pregnant. I have hemorrhoids. I have an extra 20 pounds I'm carrying around. I literally have scabs all over my face from going to the dermatologist because oh. old mom yeah. <laughs> is like wreaking havoc on my face. Um, and here we are like about to have this baby and my teenager needs so much. He's literally getting his driver's license the week we have the baby. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Jokes on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that oh. middle baby who is just plain bonkers. I mean, he is over the moon thrilled and excited, but also very demanding, very, Mm -hmm. you know, he takes a lot of energy. I have one of those. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's just like so much stress. And, um, and so I guess what I feel like, and what I want to explore this idea is like, when in preparation, all the material for preparation for, uh, what they would call, I guess, a peaceful birth or a, what practically Mm -hmm. pain-free birth or a a worshipful birth, these kinds of things that are really, I don't, I mean, I suppose it's not a new idea, but it's a new idea to me. Yeah. Require preparation, right? Yes. Yes. And so I want to talk about that, but also, I just feel like the preparation is so much deeper than just surface level, learn how to breathe and you're going to be fine. Like it just digs into the depths of your mindset and things like that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because, you know, you can, you can read all this stuff and you can learn how to breathe properly and learn what your body needs to do and all the body mechanics and how all that works. But really the deeper issue is you being able to accept what's coming in without fighting it, which goes against human nature in every single possible way, Mm -hmm. accepting that the pain is happening, accepting that you're going through things that feel really out of control when you're in them, your contractions, what the baby's doing, how the baby's moving, all of those things are just completely out of your control. And so you're relying on something outside of yourself to help you 
accept all of those things, let them in and let the baby come out and everything come through you. You're kind of like a vessel at that point. So that's, that's the real issue that you're getting at when you want to, when you talk about having a peaceful, um, unmedicated, potentially, you know, that kind of a birth, it's more than just learning how to breathe. It's about preparing your mind for what's about to happen and accepting that happening to you and allowing it to go through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also beautiful, like to think about, I don't know. I just think about so much like God has given this baby girl to me as a gift. Right. And she was prayed for, for a really long time, like just a deep, deep dream of mine or hope of mine or something like that. And, and then to, to realize that really he's growing me Mm -hmm. and, and just learning to like lean in and listen to that and take pause to notice all of those things that you're describing and, and even have a surrendered heart that allows that to happen. Like it allows. And so I feel like through pregnancy, it's been a season of just learning to receive honestly, you know, just recognizing that there's power in being still like Mm. there's strength that comes in resting and allowing life to happen for you. A hundred percent opposed to like pushing and challenging and forcing something or making things happen, which I think is probably how I live most of my life. (laughs) I think most of us do. It's really hard to just let stuff happen. It's really hard to accept everything that comes your way. It's like, we feel Mm -hmm. we have this idea that we have control over everything and that Mm -hmm. if we try hard enough, then we'll get what we want. Or if we, you know, there's all these cultural things that go through our minds on a daily basis that we're kind of bombarded with every day. Like if you work hard, you're going to do this. If you try hard, this is going to happen for you. And if, if you want this and you have to force this to happen, like there's all of these things that create an environment of trying, pushing harder, harder, you know, that's how we live in our culture. So to kind of do the opposite, you know, you kind of have to flip everything that you're taught, everything that you're, you hear every single day on its side and change all of that. And you're expected to do that in, you know, nine months. Like that's, that's a big deal. And that's a lot of weight on your mind. (laughs) It's a lot of weight, you know, it's Lent season and, um, just been kind of thinking through that and studying that a little bit. And just this idea that seasons are long, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't just, I mean, some people do and, and God equips them, but we don't just start with teenagers. Thank goodness. We get them as these babies yes, who are sweet and cute and cuddly. And then we grow into the phases of life as we can handle them. And, and things just take time. Things require waiting and even suffering, you yeah. know, in order to produce growth and, um, I think that it's just so much, there's so much beauty in being able to like step back from that and see just with a, a bigger lens, like the beauty that happens to the process. Right. You know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And accepting and- that it takes time. Like you yeah. said, we, we have time. It takes time. Have grace with yourself. Remember all the things that you've done so far and how, even though they were hard, eventually you figured it out and you're going to figure this out just the same way as you figured everything else out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about kind of that mindset, like what you're describing right now. So when you take your time and what is your advice or wisdom in mindset for pregnant mamas? Well, I think learning patience as, as difficult as that may be is super important because not only does your pregnancy feel like it takes forever, you're uncomfortable and all these things in your body are changing. And that's really difficult to to deal with. Your emotions are changing, just being patient with that, having grace with yourself. Um, labor takes a long time. Your babies aren't going to do what you want them to do hardly ever. (laughs) They're going (laughs) to make up their own mind and they do what they want to do. And, you know, understanding the patience in that and how God equips us with, with ways to handle that. And if we lean on him and if we, we focus on what he says to do, that makes it so much easier. And I also, you know, when you're in the moment, everything is so much bigger and so much harder. And so thinking about how you're going to feel about this situation, how, how you're going to feel about this moment in time in five, 10, 15, 20 years, what are you going to look back at that moment when you're feeling frustrated or scared or worried? How are you going to feel about that moment in the future? Does it make you still feel mad or is it going to feel like a good memory? Is it going to feel, you know, you're going to laugh at it. Are you going to cry about it? You know, just being really present in the moment and kind of stepping outside of yourself, looking at it from a different angle can be really helpful, uh, especially when the baby's crying and um, you're tired and you're hungry and the baby's hungry and their family's hungry. Like, you know, there's all of these heavy, heavy things that happen, especially within that first year of your baby's life. Everything Mm -hmm. is so demanding. And just remembering to feel what you're going to feel in, you know, 20 years. I think that that that, that always helps me anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, when my, when my kids do something wrong, I'm like, okay, am I going to laugh at this in a few years? Yeah, I probably will. So I'm not going to let it affect my entire day. I'm not going to worry about it for, you know, Mm -hmm. the next week, you know, are they going to be okay? You know, because we all think that we all worry about that stuff again. Yeah. It's the idea of like stepping back and getting some perspective. Um, I, so in my pouring out, um, Ashley, you just very extremely generously were like, let me send you my course, (laughs) 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 which was totally unexpected and extremely generous. And um, I'm, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, my pleasure. So I glanced at it this morning and, um, you talk about choice, you know, mm-hmm. and just setting some expectations. Um, yes. but that word choice, I just, I wrote it. Like I wrote choice, choice, choice. Like, <laughs> we have a choice about how we're going to enter into a situation. Yeah. And we can choose what we believe, right? Like, yes. if I 
spend all my time worrying, like worrying about being 39, worrying about my teenager, worrying about, I mean, 5,000 things, right? I -hmm. mean, there's so many decisions to be made or I can shift my mindset to a place of gratitude and recognizing like, this is God crafted, like literally God designed carefully and specifically for me. Yeah. Right. Like that changes the entire story and is restoring to my soul. And it, it allows light to be poured out to others. And it just gives life to have a mindset of gratitude. And then like, I think about the waves or the contractions Mm -hmm. and then the kind of the waves and hard things that squeeze us in life and how they're both for us, you know, like if we weren't so fearful, which God did not design us to be fearful, right? He says, he tells us over and over and over to be courageous. Is there a way to like shift our thinking to recognize like these hard things, these places of suffering are meant to propel us towards who we want to be? Yes. You know, and shifting that mindset, it's, it's hard. But it's really hard, (laughs) but it's really important too, because you do have a choice how you react to things. You have a choice how you behave in the moment. You have a choice how you think about it in the future. All of those things are just a choice. And a lot of times I think we're told that emotions just happen to us or our thoughts are just happening to us. But the reality is we can choose how we want to act and how we want to think. And when you go into your birth, if you're expecting bad things to happen, you're going to be afraid. Yeah. Just period. Like, of course, you're going to be scared. And when you're scared, it hurts more. Um, It can have a potential to slow down your labor, all of these things. that's how big fear is. Like it has the potential to literally stop your labor. That's huge. Yeah. And it has twice for me. Yeah. Stopped my, yeah. Both of my deliveries. Um, I stopped at nine centimeters. Like, Oh, you're kidding. You're kidding. You're so close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My second one, I literally, they told me I wasn't in labor And within an hour, I was at nine centimeters. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, well, your computer is wrong and my body knows what it's doing. But then stop. And um, I think it was from the trauma from the first delivery. And so this time I really, I want to feel peaceful. I want to just let love flow and recognize that all of this is my body being powerful and strong and but I feel like all the work, I get all wrapped up in the work. Like I'm very task oriented in my mindset. Mm-hmm. So then I put this pressure on me. Well, like, well, am I prepared enough? Did I, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> did I do enough? And so, but really I think it's less about that and more for me, more about letting go, more yeah. about letting, trusting the process, trusting my body, trusting my mind. And it does not come naturally. (laughs) 
Well, I bet it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. That's a, I think that's a really kind of normal feeling, you know, mm-hmm. to let go is really scary. It is scary. But I think, I think you getting educated is going to help so much. And, you know, you're worried about not doing enough. You're already ahead of the game because you're already trying. And so you're already doing more than you have to be doing because the reality is we don't have to prepare for birth. We can go to the hospital and, you know, the doctor will do whatever they want and we'll have whatever experience they are, they give us. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to prepare for birth, but if you want to have a beautiful experience, like you're hoping to have, or, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you want to feel more in control of your experience, then you're already doing it. So you're mm-hmm. already prepared. You're already <laughs> preparing. You're done. <laughs> yeah. And now, yeah, yeah. now everything else you learn on top of that is just icing on the cake. And now I need to prepare my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what, too? I think, I mean, that's so true in life, too. Like, we can just wander through life, mm-hmm. letting whatever happen, whatever comes our way happen, or we can choose our life. and. Yeah we can decide like, no, I want to dig in deeper to this and know what's happening and know what's going on and know what my choices are and choose abundance, you know, in any situation. I just am, I guess I'm just really in awe of the parallels between labor and life. And I just can't quite I don't yeah. know if there are quite words for it or I don't have the words for it, but it's just so beautiful. It's so it is. captivating. It so is. I mean, obviously I've made it like my life's work <laughs> to focus on that, but, but yeah, how, how beautiful things are difficult to come by is, is not lost on me when it comes to labor, because in everything in life, you have to work hard to get the good things, nothing comes easy. And, you know, I, I've learned that, especially with my situations with my kids, like, you know, I, I tried giving birth and it didn't work how I had hoped. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to adopt. And, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, well, that's, that's easier. And that's, that's not so that's not as hard or, you know, oh, you didn't want to go through that again, the labor and but adoption's hard too. It was even harder, honestly, like it was really emotionally draining. And I actually had a bit of um, post-adoption depression because it was just so difficult and way more difficult than I had imagined. And so I always say there's no easy way for some, something beautiful to come into your life. And we have to make the scary choices and preparing and learning about all those things is scary. And it's the same with anything, you know, starting a new career, um, getting married, all of those things are scary things, but they're so beautiful in the end. Once you actually Mm -hmm. walk through that fear and, and come out the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also just these moments, like between us, where we foster in friendship and creating this collective community of women who can kind of quiet those dark voices and create life with one another and share in our weaknesses and recognize that not one of us is without pain and fear and worry. 
I think it brings so much life to, to talk about it. I agree. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think for so long, we were um, kind of not made to, but we, we choose, to, we chose to kind of live in silence in a lot of the, the things that we go through as mothers and as wives and as women. And, you know, now those things are all opening up and I just really enjoy being able to honestly speak to other women and share things that maybe before I would not have, but, you know, you feel more comfortable nowadays. So it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm hiding in my little desk pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> so it gives me a little more bravado about sharing personal things that maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> Typically I've gotten some practice these days at being more vulnerable, but it's worth it when you think about, um, other women who might be suffering or feeling alone, you know, it doesn't take too many times of someone saying that really, that really helped me, you know, to be like, okay, well I'll put aside my fear of rejection or my shame or whatever in order to bring light to something. Yeah. If you had a client who was really experiencing a lot of fear, then what do you kind of, how do you guide them through overcoming fear? Well, I think the first step is to pinpoint what your fears are. So Mm -hmm. write down everything you're fearful about, what makes you feel the most afraid And then looking at those things and learning as much as you can about those things, because when we're educated, we're less afraid. For instance, like if I were pregnant right now, I would have very little fears about giving birth because I know the ins and outs of it. I know all about it. So if you focus on learning what you're afraid of, learning all the options, what's, what's going to happen? What will the doctor say? What will the doctor do? How does that work? What do those procedures look like? All of those things, just dig deep, learn as much as you can, and then look at your fears, say, okay, do I know everything about these fears? The answer will be yes. Cause you already dug deep. Well, then I'm not taking Ashley's course. You've taken, (laughs) (laughs) you've taken the course. (laughs) You know, I always say you don't have to take my course, but take a course because it really does make such a big difference in the way you feel you have better outcomes statistically. If you're educated about your birth, all it's just all good. So just, you know, you can take mine, take somebody else's, but just take a really comprehensive course. Um, Because once you learn all about those things that you're afraid of, they're not as scary anymore. Hmm. And you're not going to be fearless completely, potentially, you know, that's okay. You can have little fears, but just making the choice to go through it anyway. Right. Yeah. That's that's it. You know, learn as much as you can about the fears until you feel comfortable and confident, um, if anything should happen outside of your plans, you know, what those things look like. And then at that point, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm prepared. I can be confident in making decisions about my care and my baby's care. And as parents, we're all a little bit afraid. And so that those are normal things to feel. Yeah. And that never ends. I mean, we're always yeah. laboring for our children. Their yes. Whole lives. Yeah. So 
it's normal to feel a little bit afraid. You're not going to, you know, feel completely confident because the fact is we don't know what's going to happen. You know, you can't protect your children 100% as much as we wish we could, but they don't belong to us. They, we are the vessel in which they come through and we're there to care for them, but they don't belong to us. And so we do the best we can with what we have and what we know. So the more, you know, the better you can do. Yeah. Well, it sounds very logical and <laughs> within our reach. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cause yeah. I mean, look how many people have babies, lots of them. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely within, within reach, but you know, like we said, it's a challenge and challenging things are what bring change and beauty. So that's right. And we are women of hope and life and doing brave, hard things. So yeah. I'm ready. Yay! <laughs> I am ready. I, I really am. I'm so excited. I am over the moon that I get to do this again and just try it in a different way. And, but also carry all of this into to life, into the way yeah. I approach all things, you know, just not forcing life to be something within my control, but just being still and letting God do his thing and be yeah. who he is. And it's, it's so contrary, but so life-giving, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's interesting because I, you know, I didn't have the easiest life. I went through a lot of stuff in my childhood and everything like that. But I can honestly say that I can see why God put those things in my life now that I'm mm -hmm. looking back. So all of these things that we struggle with and we struggle through, they will turn to good. They will, he will bring good out of those situations. Can you give us an example? Do you want to tell what you mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'll try to make it quick, but so when I was, <laughs> when I was a child, my mom was a drug addict. And so, you know, I struggled with all of that, obviously. And that was really, really tough. And I didn't understand why that was happening and why it happened to me. And then once I became older and kind of worked through a lot of those feelings I had, and we decided to adopt through the foster care system and the knowledge that I had going into that, because where I came from as a child, it just made it so much more relatable and understandable to the parents that I was working with and to all of those, you know, all the kids, like I could understand better. And as a result of, of all of that, and we adopted my son and like, it just, I could see why God put that in my life to guide huh. me through this, this stage of fostering and which was really, really hard. And it just kind of prepared me in a way that I would not have been prepared otherwise. Yeah. So just, just things like that. I think God just is able to take the ash of our life or the hard things and create life with them and turn it to Ivy and turn it to <laughs> Ivy. That's right. Yeah. And I just love that you say that though, because the, you're just confirming this idea that gratitude eradicates pain, like, and mm -hmm. fear. So we can like let that history or that past just 
fester and grow and paralyze us. Yes. But you've taken something that was really hard and you found a way to be grateful for it because you've used it to create new life for your family. And that is the most beautiful. Yeah. God is good. (laughs) Yes. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely beyond thrilled to just have this time together. And I really appreciate you helping us grow. Yeah. Anytime.